Hey guys, happy Wednesday. Here we are with another Misty moment and I hope that you are having an incredible week. I know it has been a busy week here for the Wiccans and you might hear my kids in the background. Um, they're playing, but thank you for letting me kind of do this a little bit later in the afternoon. I had an incredible day with my daughter who's four. Um, she has her little sister who just turned three and I think she was starting to feel a little jealous of her little sister because her little sister only goes to school three days a week and she goes to school four days a week. And so she was getting jealous of that extra day I got to spend with Brielle um, that she didn't get. So I could tell she was really needing some mommy time. So we spent the time together today just playing and being kids and um, and really just connecting and enjoying each other so I appreciate that you let me kind of delay my misty moment so that I could invest in my my little one um, remember girls to stay quiet okay it's like I said they're here they're playing and we'll see how well this goes um, they've been fighting on and off so I'm hoping that they they might choose to be happy with each other and and get along so that we can get through this but thank you so much for joining me and as as most of you may know those of you who are new may not know we are going through the seven decisions that are found inside the book the traveler's gift by andy andrews and that is a life-changing book that trevor and i read a few years back and it just really helped hold on one second hey 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 you too you need to be quiet and get along, please. Um, anyways, Trevor and I read that a few years back, and it really helped put things in perspective for he and I when we were just, we were in a rough patch. Like, it, the, the burdens and the stress of business and people and family demands and kind of feeling like we were fishes out of water, you know, like we, there was nowhere that we fit in. We were newly diagnosed, both of us with our autoimmune conditions. We've had this great calling on our life and this huge vision. And we just really felt like there was nobody out there that understood us, you know, and could relate to us. Um, we didn't feel like anybody had really any compassion for how drastically we had to change our lifestyle and our eating habits because of the autoimmune diseases we were diagnosed with. And we were just in a really rough spot. And when we got to decision five, the joyful decision, that, that was a, one that kind of struck me hard. Um, for many reasons. And I think mainly because I've always been a joyful person when, and this was the first time in my life that I wasn't, I had everything that I could want, a incredible husband, a beautiful daughter, um, brand new baby at the time. And our business hadn't yet started to become to the point of overwhelm that, um, we were, we were on the verge of losing it. It was really thriving at the time, I think, that we first read this, but we were just in like a super rough spot. And But then I remember back to when I had my aneurysm at 16 years old and the most pain that I think I'd ever been in my entire life. And, and I remember being in the hospital in that much pain and the nurses loved me. I was their favorite patient. And the reason for that is because I was happy. I was joyful, I was grateful, I was engaging. I was laying in a hospital bed, my hair all matted up because I couldn't get up and walk around and so I had my head on the pillow moving around and 
And you know, like when they would describe the kind of pain that I was in, it, it was like to my parents, it was excruciating pain that I was experiencing that the medicine they were pumping through my veins wasn't doing anything to cover it. I had lost all, all mobility and strength and functioning in the entire left side of my body, literally like a line down the bottom of my body. And one side just stopped working. Hey, quiet, please. You guys, I don't like talking over you. Please be quiet. Um, and I, like, I had every reason to be angry and miserable and, you know, take it out on the people around me who were literally just trying to help me. But instead, at 16 years old, I was happy and I was having conversations with them and interested in the nurses around me and more interested in what they had going on in their world than what was going on in my body. And, you know, so I just really feel like I'm naturally a person who tends to be more on the optimistic side and, and looking for that silver lining. I'm always the win-win person, you know, like I always feel like in every situation when you're confronting people, there's, there's like that win-win in there. And, but yet here I am when we first read the traveler's gift and I wasn't that person for the first time in my life. I, I felt ungrateful. I felt angry. I felt bitter. I felt frustrated you know, I'm you know, like, I have a brand new, beautiful daughter, but yet the weight of the world just felt like it was on my shoulders and Trevor and I were snappy at each other. And, you know, like if not for my baby, some days I don't think I'd want to get out of bed, you know? And, um, and so we read this and it was a real shift for both of us. But I know for me, especially to where it was like, okay, you know what? It is a choice. It is a choice to choose to be happy and it's a practice and it's not something that you're just naturally going to feel because the circumstances around you most of the time are going to want you to go the other direction and to focus on all the bad things and the negative things or the things that are outside of your control um, because really there's, there's an opposition out there who wants you to focus on the bad things because it helps keep you prisoner to the current state that you're in and what is so beautiful about this book in and of itself is it helps you to start realizing that the power is very much in your control and it happens to be where you focus your mind and most especially with the joyful decision. And um, so I want to read this and then we'll just kind of dive into it because I really feel like the joyful decision has the single biggest impact in every area of your life. It's going to have the biggest impact in how you relate to others, how others relate to you, how people want to be around you or they don't want to be around you. Um, and then it directly relates to if you're going to heal and improve or if you're not, you know? And so, so we'll go ahead. Um, I'm going to read this to you and I hope you guys like or are okay that I, I read this to you every time, but I feel like not everybody has the book. And so this, I feel like might be helpful for those that don't. And it's a nice recap for those of you that have read this this week. But again, decision five um, of the seven decisions from the traveler's gift is the joyful decision. Today, I will choose to be happy. Beginning this very moment, I am a happy person for I now truly understand the concept of happiness. Few others before me have been able to grasp the truth of physical law that enables one to live happily every day. 
I know now that happiness is not an emotional phantom floating in and out of my life. Happiness is a choice. Happiness is the end result of, of certain thoughts and activities which actually bring about a chemical reaction in my body. This reaction results in euphoria, which while elusive to some, is totally under my control. Today, I will choose to be happy. I will greet each day with laughter. Within moments of awakening, I will laugh for seven seconds. After even such a small period of time, excitement has begun to flow through my, my bloodstream. I feel different. I am different. I am enthusiastic about the day. I am alert to its possibilities. I am happy. Laughter is an outward expression of enthusiasm, and I know that enthusiasm is the fuel that moves the world. I laugh throughout the day. I laugh while I'm alone, and I laugh in conversation with others. People are drawn to me because I have laughter in my heart. The world belongs to the enthusiastic, for people will follow them anywhere. Today I will choose to be happy. I will smile at every person I meet. My smile has become my calling card. It is, after all, the most potent weapon I possess. My smile has the strength to forge bonds, break ice, and calm storms. I will use my smile constantly. Because of my smile, the people with whom I come into contact on a daily basis will choose to further my causes and follow my leadership. I will always smile first. That particular display of a good attitude will tell others what I expect in return. My smile is the key to my emo emotional makeup. A wise man once said, I do not sing because I am happy. I am happy because I sing. When I choose to smile, I become the master of my emotions. Discouragement, despair, frustration, and fear will always wither when confronted by my smile. The power of who I am is displayed when I smile. Today, I will choose to be happy. I am the possessor of a grateful spirit. In the past, I have found discouragement in particular situations until I compared the condition of my life to others less fortunate. Just as fresh breeze cleans smoke from the air, so does a grateful spirit remove the cloud of despair. Oh, I need to read that again. Just as a fresh breeze cleans smoke from the air, so does a grateful spirit remove the cloud of despair. It is impossible for the seeds of depression to take root in a thankful heart. My God has bestowed upon me many gifts, and for these I will remember to be grateful. To, too many times I have offered up the prayers of a beggar, always asking for more and forgetting my thanks. I do not wish to be seen as a greedy child, unappreciative and disrespectful. I am grateful for, the, for sight and sound and breath. If ever in my life there is a pouring out of blessings beyond that, then I will be grateful for the miracle of abundance. I will greet each day with laughter. I will smile at every person I meet. I am the possessor of a grateful spirit. Today, I will choose to be happy. So powerful. So powerful are these words. And, you know, I want to really want to focus on the, the power in your smile. You know, I have, I have gotten promotions because of my smile. I have so often 
just, you know, walking by, I noticed most people don't even make eye contact with each other as they're walking through the store. And I have made an effort, and this really comes from my mom teaching me to be this way, to smile at everyone I pass or to, that I, I walk by. And, um, and she always said, smiling makes better like lines than frowning, you know? So I always try, I mean, all my life, I've always just kind of tried to smile. But I've also noticed that, you know, like I ran into a laundromat one time and I smiled and this older gentleman, um, he stopped and he, he was like, what, what did he say? He said something about my smile and it wasn't in a creepy, like old guy trying to hit on me kind of way, but it was more of just a very genuine, like something about me smiling at him literally brightened his day. It was like the best part of his day. And, you know, so the impact that your smile can have on others around you is, is pretty remarkable. But when you smile, when you intentionally look at somebody and you smile, there's a chemical reaction that happens in your body that even for a moment you can feel joy. And so, so choose like, I'm telling my kids all the time, cause you know, kids are kids and they get moody and grumpy. And my biggest frustration is when they're throwing a fit and they're not happy and quiet, please quiet, please. And when I put them in their room, I tell them they have to stay in there until they decide to be happy again. And, you know, and they, they don't, didn't understand that at first, but over and over again, it's like, I'm happy now. You would hear my little like two year old in there. Mommy, I'm happy now. I'm happy now. Can I come out? And, you know, and it's, it's literally like, I'm trying to teach my kids that being happy is a choice that there's right now they have small problems, obviously little people, little problems, big people, bigger problems. Um, and there's always going to be a reason to be upset or to be angry or to be frustrated. But if you read this book, um, and you put yourself in the place of Anne Frank, as she is hiding out from the Gestapo and for, for years and the kind of life that must be for a young girl and the fear and all of that. And you know, to, to hear the conversation that she has in this book with David Ponder. And of course, this is a fictional kind of character with a really powerful message. Um, but her perspective on, yeah, like I could be angry. I could be frustrated that there's three dresses between two girls. And she says, but, or I could look at it in, we have an extra dress between the two of us to share, you know, like she, she just had in the conversation as you're reading the words in this book, she just had this really interesting way of shifting her perspective from where she's lacking to how much she has in comparison to what maybe other people will have, or just in comparison to not having it at all. And, um, and so she, she every day would choose to focus on those things, to focus on the, the, the good things, you know, and, and the people in her life and her dreams. She had, just like I encourage you guys to have your vision boards, right? She had pictures on her wall of how she visioned her life in the future. And of course we, we know that it, it, it didn't end so well, you know, for, almost anybody in those circumstances, but yet she, and she knew the bad that was happening outside of her 
the annex, the, the sanctuary that they had kind of built up to protect them from the Gestapo, she knew what was happening outside those walls and she could have focused on that and lived in that fear over and over and over again. And it would have been, it would have been worse than the prison that she already was in with her family, right? Because that fear would have taken her out. Instead, she, she chose to focus on the, on the positive and, and to choose to be happy and to still dream about her future. And so for, for, you guys and for us when when you're really fighting something like MS or the autoimmune diseases that Trevor and I have you can focus on all the things that it's taken away from you and and the direction that you're seeing other people going in or the statistics with MS right you can focus your mind on that and it's gonna stifle you and it's gonna hold you prisoner and it's going to make you unhappy and it's going to make you depressed it's naturally going to be the 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 progression of it you know, you, you can believe in your mind that inevitably you're going to be in a wheelchair for the rest of your life and you're going to be in a wheelchair for the rest of your life because that's what you've committed your mind to. Or you can start focusing on the, you know, the, the things that you do have going for you, the, the blessings that you do have in your life and start to shift your mindset and grab hold of whatever hope is out there and allow yourself to dream and focus on on the future in a positive light rather than the future in how bad it's going to get or how bad it can get. And you start to focus on the good and the positive and the exciting things and, you know, and the things that are going on in the people's lives around you and to be grateful for those things. And before you know it, your mind is going to shift and you're going to start to believe again. You're going to, and with that belief is going to come the motivation and the effort to do what it's going to take to accomplish the things that are in your heart to do. And, um, and I know that that to be very true for me because I talked last time about my knee and how I, I couldn't even put any weight on my left knee. And it wasn't until I made that mental shift of, no, this is not going to take me out. This is not how it's going to be. And I started to believe that I could get better. And, um, once I believed that I could get better and I started focusing on positive things around me, I became a happier person to be around. I'm sure Trevor appreciated that. Um, I started cooking dinners again because I, 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 I felt more empowered to do what really needed to be done and what could be done versus giving myself the excuse that I couldn't do things because my body wasn't working because I couldn't support myself. And, um, and then I started going to the gym and I just little by little, certain things changed just because I first made that mental shift. And I decided in that moment I was going to be happy and I was not going to let this dictate the way my day was going to go, the way my week was going to go and the way my year was going to go. Like I was going to get moving again and get functioning again and get my mind right again. And, and so if you don't have it, get this book or um, you might even be able to look, look it up online, The Seven Decisions by Andy Andrews and find, find these and read this over and over again because being happy and choosing to be happy, you're going to have bad days. You're going to wake up in a bad mood. You're going to have reasons to be angry at the world um, and angry at people around you. But thank you, sweetie. But ultimately... It's that choosing to be happy and that practice of being happy. And because most people look at happiness as something that happens to you and it's not. Happiness absolutely is a choice and it comes from where you focus your mind. And so choosing to redirect your mind when, when those thoughts come into your head, the, the woe is me thoughts or the angry thoughts or the, you know, like I'm never going to get this thoughts. 
if you can start training your mind to turn those around, you know, turn those around, you know, yeah, I cannot, I cannot use my left leg. Well, you know, my right leg is still strong and I can still do things with my right leg. I can still stand at the kitchen and, and do the dishes. I can still stand at the stove and cook my family a meal. And, you know, like, and as you start to turn things around on really focusing on the positive versus the negative, then you will start to grow and you will start to get stronger and you will start to get better. And people will start to want to be around you and enjoy being around you. And you will enjoy people better. And it's in those relationships that there's even more opportunity for healing, right? So um, if I could do anything, it's just to encourage you to put this into practice try. It's going to take effort. It's not easy for anybody, especially when you are fighting the battle of your life every single day, right? But I know a lot of people who are some of the most enjoyable people to be around and they, they're paralyzed or, you know, they, they are living and doing life in a power chair and that's, that's going to be the way of life. There are people who are bedridden that are still joyful and happy and it's, it's not easy for them to be that way, but it's a choice and it's something that they have worked on their whole life. So I think together it's something that we can all work on and, and just choose to turn things around because the enemy is going to throw all kinds of nasty things in your head, right? And it's up to us to turn that around and say, no, but I can do this. No, but I do have this. No, but do you see where I'm going and turn those around and, and let that just transform your world, transform your thoughts and get you to the places that your, your heart truly desires to be. So that is what I have for you today. And yes, Vicki, absolutely. Perspective is everything. And, um, and forgiveness. Yeah. Forgiveness is another, it's another thing to where it's like when you're harboring bitterness and resentment towards somebody, there's no way that you can be happy. And so being able to forgive and let go of some of your hurts from the past or from other people and, and just choose, you know, again, choose to be happy. Focus on the people in your life who are a blessing in your world. Focus on the people in your life who you are blessing and just, you know, wake up and, and make a choice to be happy. I know it's, you're not always going to win. I lost last night. Ask Trevor. Well, don't ask Trevor. I don't really want him to tell you that I was pretty angry last night, but I was frustrated trying to put that flyer together because I've been working on it for, for days and my computer was just giving me all kinds of issues. So by 11 o'clock last night, I was like determined to get that flyer up and like I could, like all of a sudden everything started going wrong in my word processor. And by the time he came up the stairs, I was fit to be tied. I was using language that I don't use. And I was just frustrated and angry and I was just ready to be done. And you know, there's going to be times that it takes you out, moments that it takes you out. And then you just need to take a deep breath, refocus your mind and make that choice to be happy. And so let those moments be fewer and fewer and let that opportunity to be happier just kind of take over the rest of the day. Um, so that's it. I'm glad I could let you into that, that little ugliness of my night last night. But you guys are awesome. And I love getting to spend this time with you. Thanks for putting up with my kiddos who are over here. I'm sure you can hear them in the background. But have an awesome day. We'll talk with you guys soon. Bye.